What's going on, man? What's up, Ryan? How are you? Good. How's it going? It's going. I don't sit in traffic, trying to get home from work. What are you doing? I am playing uh, Assassin's Creed. The new, the newest one? Yeah, yeah, the new one. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but the yeah, the one that's set in Victorian London. I was staying with a friend in Vegas, and their uh, roommate was playing Assassin's Creed in the other room. And I went in the room, and uh, he was on like a board where you play like a board game against a guy in a bar. I haven't you know? seen that part yet. But, yeah, like I guess like an old, like an older version of it. Like he was, he was playing. It, it was basically he was playing like checkers, on where he like waited in line overnight to get it. So you like play checkers against the computer. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these games have those weird little things in there, and you're like, why am I wasting my time playing that? My cousin's all about the Fallout Four right now. Yeah, a lot of my friends are into that. It's it's a, like a very long game to dedicate your time to if you really want to play it. Are you an intense gamer or not? Uh, I like it. It's yeah. I play, you know, when I have the time, um, but I don't really get obsessed uh, with like trying to beat everything and do all the things in the games. It's just as long as I'm having fun, it's good. You uh, you strike me as someone who wouldn't have the time. Like I'm surprised you have the time for this. To be completely honest. <laughs> uh, well, today I took a day off after a trip. Uh, I came back from California last night, so I took today off. Um, so there's the rare bit of time where I've just been hanging out with my cats and getting my life back in order and stuff. So, yeah, rare bits of time here and there. Like, were you a guest of, uh, Disney? Like, I don't, were you there just, like, vacationing? Like, you don't do that, right? <laughs> no, not, uh, once in a while. But, yeah, I was working. It was, uh, because the, we were there for an Avengers half marathon weekend so with being Avengers, they brought me in uh, to do the runs and to do some speaking events. They have a speaker series there at this, like, expo. And um, so, yeah, they, like, brought me out to do all this fun stuff and get to hang out at Disneyland and bring my wife, and it was great. Uh, just a little bit of background, I guess, for uh, people that didn't used to go to hardcore shows with you. You're from Northport, right? No, no. Uh, I think you talked to him already. Ron Richards is from Northport. I'm from, first grew up in uh, College Point, Queens, then moved to Floral Park. Uh, so way right on the border of Nassau and Queens. And then a little bit later, I was in Lynbrook, but pretty much all the way west part of Nassau. Oh, all right. I thought you were, that also makes sense. I thought you were like a like an Audi's kid, but... Yeah, Queens kid probably that makes sense too. Like brand yeah. You're like a high up at Marvel. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it that way. I so the way it's structured, uh, I am executive editorial director for Marvel's digital side. So um, I've been there like nine years. I think it was just over nine years now, and that sort of helps overlook everything we do on social media and all like the cool content and stuff that comes out of marvel.com and a lot of our channels and now it's really like working a lot with our movies, our television, our video games, our toys, our 
publishing comics and stuff or books, pretty much I get to get involved with every single part of Marvel uh, and help be, help tell people why it's cool on the internet. How did how did you end up? Did you start out at Wizard, right? Yeah, so I went to SUNY Purchase. Um, I got my journalism degree, and then from there I started freelancing for Toy Fair magazine, which was like a sister publication for Wizard, and uh, like did the whole living at home, working at Blockbuster, going to shows for a year, and you know doing what I could do to, to scrape together some money. And then Wizard called me with an interview. Uh, hey, do you want to come out and interview for a research position? Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Went to the interview, which was in um, Congers. It's kind of in uh, it's in Rockland County, right near the Tappan Zee Bridge. And uh, I went out there for the interview and just bombed it so badly. It was just awful. And uh, luckily, well, I was so awful. And then I left the lights on in my car. And so the guy who interviewed me, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He had to start help me start my car back up after having the shittiest interview ever. So I was like, yeah, that's not ever going to happen. But that was probably the best thing that could have happened uh, because I kept freelancing with Toy Fair. And uh, eventually Wizard called me back and was like, hey, we have this other job, a price guide assistant job. Why don't you come back and interview for that? And that was a couple months later or whatever it was. And I said yes. And that time I went and I I killed it. It was great because I had the experience. I got it out of my system. Uh, and so that was 2003. Uh, and then, yeah, I was at Wizard from 2003 to 2006. Were you into toys up before that, or did that was that born out of the, uh, out of the position? But definitely into, like, I was super into comics as a kid and collecting, you know, some toys and stuff. Um, you know, you know, as a kid, I would grew up in the eighties and the, you know, in the early nineties, it was like Transformers and GI Joes and all the good shit, He-Man. And so I had a love for that stuff. I think it was funny because the Toy Fair gig at first was like, great. All right. You're going to write for us about these really expensive military replica toys that are from Hong Kong. And I had no clue what they were and so I had to learn about them and like learning about the the market for stuff and so a lot of it wasn't necessarily in the beginning at least based on my knowledge of you know that toys and the passion and stuff it was really like hey you're semi-competent can you please write about this weird thing that we don't want to but now like the position at Marvel you've always been into comics you've always been into that sort of stuff Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I was into comics. I used to – I remember going to shows on Long Island, and, you know, I'll uh, come up to the door and, uh, like, Artie Philly maybe working the door, and I was wearing a Preacher shirt or a Constantine shirt, and he would give me this look like he, – he knew we were of the the people who read comics and were going to shows and stuff like that. Are you excited for uh, the Preacher on AMC? Or is it going to It's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, I am I am excited but nervous. I mean, it's you know it's one of my favorite pieces of fiction ever. So I've read it like four or five times all the way through, and it's just like it's a tough thing to get right tonally and 
Um, it looks good from the little trailer that they they put out yeah. there. So I'm hopeful. I just I like I really like Dominic Cooper. So uh, and and the other the gal who's uh, playing Tulip, they were both on you know our shows. And I think fingers crossed. I think that it could be great. With something like The Preacher or you know The Walking Dead or any adaption Daredevil. Uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't... That's not from the comic, right? That's just... That's a separate piece to the universe, for the cinematic universe? It, you know, it, it's it's an interesting one because there are bits and pieces that are directly pulled from the comics and bits and pieces that are sort of developed through the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming to life. So, like, there's characters, um, Bill Paxton's character from season one is from the comics. Um, uh, there's, like, tons of characters who show up who are, you know, like, started in the comics in smaller roles. But uh, a lot of it is sort of fitting more into what the, the movies and the other TV shows have built around it. So it's this cool hybrid that mixes everything. But with, with the stuff that is pulled directly from comics, like uh, Daredevil and um, and and a- some of the AMC stuff that like you're just a fan of, uh, can you separate it in your head, or are you one of those guys who, if it's not, uh, it's not, it's not a comic book, I can't enjoy it, or are you like, oh, this is just a different thing based on these characters that I already love? I guess because I've been working in the industry for like 12 years, I've come to be, be able to just fully separate and, and and say, oh, this is a great thing, even if it's not the same thing. Uh, right. Yeah, especially because, you know, like, I'm fortunate enough where I'm still excited and still like the things that we do. I'm not jaded about it. Like, we have uh, Jessica Jones coming to Netflix on November 20th, and that is bonkers. That show is really dark and really cool and very, you know, there's a lot of it that is right from the comics, like scenes and shots, and some of it that isn't. So I think it, it strikes a cool balance. And, you know, they're just different media. You know, you can't I, – I would get I get bummed for people who get too hung up on this isn't enough like the source material. It's not – it doesn't do it justice because it, it really shouldn't be a one-to-one most of the time. Um, you can adapt it and take the the right elements – and um, keep the core of it, but still make it work for the new format. Well, for one, the you're like you're writing for a different medium, so you can't you can't write it the same way. You're like you're writing totally different. And yeah, hundred percent. And then the other thing is like, why would you want to see the same story retold? Like, wouldn't you want? Uh, I'm the same way you are. Like, for me, if the the thing was also like, I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan, and I love the Planet of the Apes movie, and then Tim Burton told it differently. And I was like, well, it's not the same, thankfully. Well, it's still cool, not great, cool. And then the next, and then the next one came out, and I was like, oh, all right, we're getting better. We're getting better at this. Like, this is a cool story, you know? Exactly. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be the same. Like, if it's the same, then I don't need, I don't need you to tell me the same story. I need yeah. I want more stories. A hundred percent. I mean... And there are things that you can do in one, like the things that the original Planet of the Apes movies got away with and could do that were really cool probably don't work the same now. And 
you know, like they have to evolve. They have to make new cool stuff. And it's the same for us. It's like our movies and our TV shows and our comics Mm -hmm. have to continue to evolve and find new ways to tell their stories the right way. I wasn't bonkers for Daredevil the way that some people were. I thought it was really cool that they went as dark as they went. Um, And I'm excited for more of that stuff. Like, I guess that's the freedom that Netflix gives you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the same. It's similar because you have like, okay, you have the broadcast and what we can do on that versus something like Netflix, which is also television, but it allows us to to push things in different ways. And yeah, where do you see Jessica Jones? Um, it's it's a very intense series. Really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I saw all the trailers on it, and I, I know I you know. I'm, familiar with the story yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited and she's so she's gonna be part of that daredevil world right like they does it all take place in the same neighborhood or yeah so i mean it, it all it all takes place in the marvel cinematic universe but if the avengers are fighting those giant threats the the characters that you see in the netflix shows are more street level uh which is more true to who they are anyway it's you know daredevil has been, you know, fighting in Hell's Kitchen since the 60s. And Jessica Jones is going to be in, um, yeah, in, in Hell's Kitchen. You'll see, even one of the trailers, you know, you can kind of see uh, Avengers Tower far off in the distance, or Stark Tower. Yeah, no, Avengers Tower. Um, you can see it far off in the distance, and it, it gives it that perspective that she's she's down on the ground, getting dirtier, fighting different kinds of fights. And so yeah, they're they're more tied together. We actually put out a um uh, a comic that is set in that universe that tells a little story that features Turk, who is one of the guys in in the Daredevil show, uh and Jessica Jones is in it as well. It's a really cool thing kind of bridging the two. If you're trying to get into comics now, you can you can access it. I mean, you can get the comics in the store, but you can know everything's like an EPUB or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it, the the great thing is we have it pretty much however you want it. Um like I the stores are still so important for us because they can they can evangelize and like talk, like if you have a good store, you can learn about new comics and get some cool stuff, but if you don't, you can yeah, we have like an app on Android and and iOS that has new comics day and date when they come out in the print. We also have this uh a, an app called Marvel Unlimited which is kind of like Netflix for comics because it's, I think at this point we're like 17, maybe 18,000 comics in a library and you pay $10 a month or, you know, you pay it for a year and you just, you could read however many you want, you know, and you can read them offline and and check them out. And it's, it's incredible. Like uh, we were, I was talking to some of our writers who say they get the most, uh, like excitement, questions, online activity from fans because of Marvel Unlimited, because fans can can sort of they don't have to spend as much money to read everything. It's just a little bit delayed. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's uh, that's kind of up my alley. I think that's uh, that. But I don't know. Uh, I wish I knew about that sooner. I think. <laughs> I should, yeah, uh, I should pay better attention to the world around me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's uh, and the, the only the only thing that some people have issue with is that it's six months behind. So a book that oh. comes out uh, this Wednesday 
will come out will be available in Marvel Unlimited six months from today. But that's partially to help make sure that uh, retailers, yeah you, yeah, you don't want to cannibalize yeah. the market. Um, and but it's great. I mean, it's literally. I think there are weeks where we have forty or fifty new comics go into the service because we're not only adding the new books that come out, we're going back into the library and constantly digitizing old books. So it's like every Amazing Spider-Man is in there. Every Uncanny X-Men is in there. Like there's series and series. And now because we do Star Wars, we have like eight, 600 or whatever, how many hundreds of Star Wars comics in there too. So did they, uh, you may know, I don't know if it's common knowledge and I'm just dumb. Um, Everything up until the end of episode six, Disney is honoring as canon, and anything after they are not. Uh, I don't. I don't know that that's totally true because there's like the holiday, the the Christmas special or the holiday special, and I don't think that's canon. <laughs> that thing is wacky. Um, and that was made in, I think that was made in between the new hope and empire. I could be wrong. So so maybe anything up until episode six, except for anything George (laughs) Lucas wrote. (laughs) George is involved. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Cause, um, they definitely have sort of, like we call them Star Wars legends, like all the comics and stuff. And it doesn't discount them being good. I just look at them as alternate universes and just say, Hey, it's great. We have tons of like cool. What if stories and other universes in, in Marvel comics. And like, I just changed the way my brain thinks about it. You know, like if you liked shadows of the empire or dark empire, some really cool stories, the Timothy Zahn books or whatever, they're still good stories. They're still great to like feed that, it you know scratch that itch it's just just sort of don't think about them when you're trying to put together the chronology on the flip side the they've been really lucasfilm has been really smart about building like okay here's what we consider to be the pieces that put everything together so like we have we have a series called called uh journey to the force awakens shattered empire and that touches on a couple characters who are connected to the force awakens. And, uh, so that's a cool story. And then there's a bunch of novels out there right now. And it's, it's just, I think they're really good about it and it's just fun to be a part of it. That's so cool, man. I'm so excited for that. I was in, um, being in Disneyland this past week. Uh, they had, they, I think it was, what's say Tuesday. They opened yesterday called, uh, the Star Wars launch bay, but I got to go to the media preview last week. And so you walk in and it's just cases of Star Wars costumes, props, and replicas of the ships. And it's just really, really cool stuff. And then you go around and there's like a meet and greet with Chewie on one side and another one with Darth Vader on the other side. Uh, And it's like this really cool experience in this one part of Disneyland. And then you Outside of that, they changed Space Mountain to like Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah, I saw, is, I saw your uh, Instagram. Man. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's it, it's not just like oh, here's the Star Wars music as you go up. It's like there's video and audio things that happen when you're riding Space Mountain that 
are all Star Wars, and it's incredible. Yeah, I'm excited. I want. I can't wait. So Marvel Universe is ending, and then they're going to restart with new origins, or it's like a separate. Because I know you already have like the two different, uh, like Earth six eighty or whatever it is, and <laughs> like I, I already know that there's like two different universes existing. Are you guys stopping it now and rebooting everything? Or okay, so we have we have we've had infinite universes like this giant multiverse and there was this crazy big story um that was that uh our writer jonathan hickman was telling where uh universes were sort of crashing into each other and you know earths were earth being this sort of weird focal point in every universe and they were crashing into each other and um so the heroes of the main Marvel universe got a, got to like understanding that some of the villains did as well, and they were trying to save the main Marvel universe by destro- by destroying these other universes. It's a very simplistic way of explaining it, but so they were they were trying to stop these what we were calling incursions, and it got to the point where every universe has been is gone except for the Marvel universe and what we were calling the Ultimate Universe. And the Ultimate Universe has been super popular for the last 15 years. Ultimate Spider-Man is there, and a whole bunch of characters. Uh, A lot of stuff that sort of influenced the movies has also come from the Ultimate Universe. So they collided and crashed, and and what what really happened was uh, Doctor Doom, our Doctor Doom, had... Seen, had been seeing all this going on, and he was like, I'm smarter than all these people. I'm going to find a way around all this and save everything and be God. And that's what he did. He essentially took bits and pieces from every destroyed Earth, saved them in like this little pocket area, and then when everything was gone, he had amassed ultimate power and stepped out of all time and space and everything, put everything together, and restarted uh, this planet with himself as God. And so that was what we are doing in Secret Wars. That's the big story. If you read, if you get Marvel Unlimited, you can read the first, maybe even the second issue in Marvel Unlimited right now. And it's incredible. It's beautiful uh, art. But it's this really cool story of, of like crazy possibilities. So what happens now is the end of that story is coming together. And that's the end of Secret Wars and how the heroes and some of the villains come together to basically bring back, fix things, stop Doom, all that stuff. We'll see. We haven't wrapped up the full story yet. But uh, what will come out of it is just the, the, the multiverse is back and the Marvel Universe is back um, and some new stuff has come over from Secret Wars and from this battle world, and um, it's not really, it's, it's all additive. It's not like, well, we're going to take away this thing. It's like, here's what we know. Here's all this other cool stuff on top of it because we want to tell really cool stories and constantly evolve and, and be awesome. So uh, you're going to see a lot of fun stuff, and it's it's great. It's not like re, it's not restarting uh, so much as. Um, you know, giving you like this really cool story and flashing, flashing it all together and going, here we go again.
Okay. I know that's a very long-winded explanation, but it that helps. Like that, I think that's good for like the uh, superficial fan to like. Uh, totally, and and that was kind of like the beauty of Secret Wars because you don't have to know anything about anything in terms of like hardcore comics knowledge. Secret Wars was like issue one, boom, here you go. Here's a tour of, or here's how it all goes down. Issue two, here's a tour of everything new. And then we have, like, tons of new series that will be popping up in the Marvel Unlimited or that have been going on for a while now that are just like, here's this really cool story about this messed up part of the the world where uh, Apocalypse controls all the mutants. Here's a part where uh, the Ghost Riders of this universe, of this world, are in, like, a death race uh, type of situation like just tons of cool stories it's been super fun totally not marvel related are you stoked or not stoked about them uh being so limited in what uh what monsters legendary can include in the godzilla movies <laughs> i you know but what do they have they have rodan king Ghidorah. Mothra, I think, right? Is that, I think that's what I read. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. It's all rumored right now because they were saying that the um, the things in the first one was their was their take on uh, on Mothra because they weren't going to get the rights to Mothra. I thought I read something, and, and again, it's the internet, uh, and you know, so who knows. I'm you know what like I'm okay with them doing sort of like their wacky here's how we interpret x y or z because Toho is still doing new movies you know they they have yeah. their new Godzilla on the way as well so it's like yeah I can have my cake and eat it too it's it should be pretty dope um I mean unless unless someone gives me a new Jet Jaguar then I don't know then 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 we'll really talk about how uh, worried I am. Did you think that uh, Gareth Edwards did a good or Edward Gareth? How is this? What is his name? Gareth. Yeah, I think it's Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you think he did a good job with uh, his version? I liked the American one before that too, though. So I'm. Um, I guess I'm like on my own. I also like Spectre, so I'm on like a whole <laughs> another wavelength. I guess I'm on my own, but I haven't seen Spectre, so I can't. I can't say anything to that. And that you're you're. A, fan of the Broderick movie is troubling, but... Well, I'm not uh, a fan. I, enjoy, I always followed it. It's fine. It was good. Godzilla. I like Godzilla. Uh, it's... Um, I, I thought it was fine. I think I would rather Brian Cranston not died, you know, like a third of the way through it. I thought he was great. Um, and I could have done with, you know, I don't know. It was just lacking something, but the the sense of Godzilla as uh, sort of Earth's defender is is the Godzilla that I like most, you know, from the Showa yeah. series, where he's he's not good, but he's also he's not going to take these other monsters destroying his planet. He's going to lay down the law and do his thing. Like, I'm into that. I'm okay with that. Uh, I just, he's, I thought he was also maybe a little too big. Maybe just a little large. Yeah, it was big. It was... <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Like, 
it's it's fine. Like I I can still watch the other twenty odd Godzilla movies and, and enjoy those regardless. You're a super fan of of Star Wars, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've got a bunch of Star Wars crap around the house and got a couple of lightsabers and I was playing the new video game today and yeah, I think so. Can you remove like can you remove yourself from stuff or no? Like when you see when you see Marvel doing new stuff that you're that you were previously a fan of, can you view it as a fan still or are you buy like do you obsess over Agents of Shield because it's your job or like would you already be obsessing over Agents of Shield? That's a good question. Um I don't know. It's it's uh, the Marvel the Marvel specific stuff. So uh, I'll back up. Like part of being in doing what I do is there are no spoilers for the majority of uh, there are no secrets for the majority of what I do. So I know what's going to happen in all our movies. I know what's going to happen in all the TV shows. I know what's going to happen in all the comics. Like. Last week, Monday and Tuesday, I was in all-day meetings, sitting in listening to all the creators and the editors plan out the next two years of Marvel Comics. So I know, you know, the broad strokes, and then I can read the scripts to anything I want. I can I can get deep to help me figure out how we're going to approach it from my job and my team standpoint. So I there's a different way that I've had to think about and appreciate everything we do for the last nine years. It's like, I'm not going to be surprised. So if I can back up and say, okay, just objectively, do I like it? It it makes it almost easier. I don't get hung up on like the reveals and the spoilers and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so it's, it's different with star Wars because um, I don't have that level of access to most star Wars things. Like I can ask them what we're doing in the comics, but like I don't know what's going to happen in the movie, so I can. I'm still pretty excited and still appreciate it a ton. And uh, if it sucks, I'm just not going to talk about it online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. That's a good. <laughs> part of the I take, family. Your, I take your silence as a vote of uh, negativity. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. I'd rather I, I'm not going to crap on it, but at the same time, I'm not going to lie to people and say I like something I don't like. I think that that's part of what I've, you know, like there. I don't want to bullshit people. If I don't like something, I'm not going to just shill it to because it's my job. There's other ways for us to get that point across than me saying, "Hey guys, go watch this garbage or read this garbage." It's like I got to really be into it. But there's, a, I mean, there's a level, especially with Star Wars in particular, where even when it's garbage, you, you know, uh, one, two, and arguably three, uh, still went and saw it a million times. Like, still rewatch it occasionally just to like remind myself the plot point. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So I, saw, I don't know. Like, I saw episode one in the theater. I think six times. And I was trying to, I was talking to someone about it this past week. I was like, I don't know necessarily why we saw it so many times. I mean, it was like summer of 98, I think. And it was just like, hey, let's do this. Let's just keep watching this movie and maybe it'll keep getting better. 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. It's It's got this, like, there's this little bit of mystery around it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how kids who grow up, you know, in the next, you know, five, ten years, who will essentially have a new Star Wars movie every year uh, and have, like, constant cartoons and have constant video games and, and, and you know, comic books and stuff, like a constant stream of good hopefully good material, but how they'll view it because, you know, we didn't have that. We, we had little bits and pieces here and there. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I know I'm going to do a rewatch of all six before uh, we go see Force Awakens. So. I just did four, five, six. I don't know. If, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll do all six when it gets, like, way closer. But, uh... <laughs> I just I don't think I could have watched all six. I don't think I could watch the first three a bunch more times getting into it because it would I don't know it would just bum me out I think. Yeah, yeah. I watched like a bunch of the edits too on YouTube, like the like the Trade Federation edit and the Phantom edit. And uh, uh, I haven't seen those. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of different edits online, and uh, they get taken down from time to time. But um, oh, it's like they didn't make it any better, you know? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. And like I still like again, like I still watch them, and it's still super cool because it's Star Wars. And someone was saying it like with the with the new one, like oh, well, what if it sucks? It doesn't matter. Like so what? I'm still gonna watch it a million times. It's still Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like we have a an Alamo Draft House like 20 minutes from our house in Yonkers, and it's the best theater in the world. And I'm the opening night, the first showing, uh, I'm intro introducing the movie with one of our comic book writers who writes the Lando comic, which is terrific, Charles Soule. And uh, we're just, we're like super stoked to get to talk about Star Wars with a crowd full of crazed, excited, first screening Star Wars people. It's going to be the best. Yeah, we're, uh, we're still, we're going to the first screening too out here. We're very uh, ramped up, ramped up. And then uh, who? Oh, Ron! I did the I did the podcast with Ron, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to get dressed up. I'm not one of those guys." And I was like, "What? What did you just draw a line? <laughs> like, how obsessed you are? How obsessed the other guy is?" Yeah. Did he tell you he's doing a Goodfellas podcast? Right? Like he is. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. A minute by minute breakdown of Goodfellas. Yeah. That's yeah. as obsessed as going to the movie theaters in a Jedi robe. <laughs> agreed. I agree. Which, agree. which is, I am totally cool with both. I mean, that's fine. I, doing the uh, all the races, the Avengers races in uh, Disneyland this weekend. I mean, so many people dressed up in like legit costumes, like people running half marathon, holding Thor's hammer, or dressed up like. One dude was dressed as uh, Whiplash from Iron Man 2 with the coils, and it was, like, lit up and all this other stuff. I saw a kid with Dr. Octopus arms. Like, that's insane, and it's awesome. Like, that's cool. Yeah, no, that is that is cool. I don't – yeah, I don't bash that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't bash that at all, man. Like, if you're you, – you, everyone's into what they're into, you know? I don't – Exactly. 
Uh, I have like uh, I have a theory or like a thing that I live by. Uh, like I don't judge people on their sins, you know. Right. Like, because my I sin how I sin, and then you sin how you sin. But it's the same thing for like you like for obsession. Like I obsess how I obsess, and you obsess how you obsess. Like you want to get dressed up, cool. That's you do that, cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some people play board games on their computer. And I think that's weird, but you know, whatever. That's what you do. Not, totally. Um, I got Godzilla fighting Fin Fang Foom tattooed on me, and I have lots of Godzilla toys and Godzilla original art, and you know, like that's what works for me. It doesn't work for someone else. That's cool. Everybody's got something. Everyone's got something. That is that is the truth. All right, Ryan, I'm pulling up to my house, man. Right on. You did it. You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I do this for a living. Yeah, man, it is almost like that. Yo, uh, I love this. I would love to have you uh, back on occasionally if uh, if we can get this to work out again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, for anyone who listens to your show and wants to check out more of my podcasting stuff, I do uh, a little show called This Week in Marvel. We've done uh, something like 400 and some odd episodes over the last four years, um, and we do it twice weekly. And uh, it could be pretty fun. And that if you if you are like you, Neil, and want to uh, learn a little bit about the comics, uh, we talk about every new comic that comes out every week, and give you a little insight without spoiling things. So it's good stuff. Wow, that was uh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know. I don't think I knew that you did a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we do uh, this week of Marvel. It's um, like I look at how long we've been doing it and how many people listen and it's like just the weirdest thing but it's awesome you know like I have other friends that do stuff and I like look at their followers on Twitter and I'm like wow that's a lot of followers and then I looked at your followers <laughs> and I was like no no no, no, no. that's a lot of followers <laughs> uh, yeah it's weird man just a kid who was going to the PWAC and, and having fun and just doing some cool stuff now. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, congratulations, uh, you know, whatever. Um, yo, thanks a lot, Ryan. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Take it easy, man. All right, take care. Later.